0: section one of Child harold's pilgrimage by george gordon lord byron this librivox recording is in the public domain canto the first i o oh, thou in Hellas deemed of heavenly birth muse formed or fabled at the minstrel's will since shamed full oft by later liars on earth mine dares not call thee from thy sacred hill yet there i've wandered by thy vaunted rill yes Side o'er delphi's long deserted shrine where save that feeble fountain all is still nor mote my shell awake the weary nine to grace so plain a tale this lowly lay of mine two while um, in albion's isle there dwelt a youth who nay in virtue's ways did take delight but spent his days in riot most uncouth and vexed with mirth the drowsy ear of night ah me in sooth he was a shameless wight sore given to revel and ungodly glee few earthly things found favour in his sight save concubines and carnal company and flaunting wassailers of high and low degree three child harold was he hight but whence his name and lineage long it suits me not to say suffice it that perchance they were of fame and had been glorious in another day but one sad losel soils a name for I however mighty in the olden time, nor all that heralds rake from coffined clay, nor florid prose, nor honeyed lines of rhyme, can blazon evil deeds, or consecrate a crime. Four, Child Harold basked him in the noontide sun, disporting there like any other fly, nor deemed before his little day was done one blast might chill him into misery. But long ere scarce a third of his passed by, Worse than adversity the child befell. He felt the fullness of satiety, Then loathed he in his native land to dwell, Which seemed to him more lone than Eremit's sad cell. 5. For he through sin's long labyrinth had run, Nor made atonement when he did amiss, Had sighed to many, though he loved but one, And that loved one, alas, could ne'er be his ah happy she to scape from him whose kiss had been pollution unto aught so chaste who soon had left her charms for vulgar bliss and spoilt her goodly lands to gild his waste nor calm domestic peace had ever deigned to taste six and now child harold was sore sick at heart and from his fellow bacchanals would flee tis said at times the sullen tear would start but pride congealed the drop within his ee apart he stalked in joyless reverie and from his native land resolved to go and visit scorching climes beyond the sea with pleasure drugged he almost longed for woe and e'en for change of scene would seek the shades below seven the child departed from his father's hall it was a vast and venerable pile so old it seemed only not to fall yet strength was pillared in each massy aisle monastic dome condemned to uses vile where superstition once had made her den now paphian girls were known to sing and smile and monks might deem their time was come again if ancient tales say true nor wrong these holy men eight yet oft-times in his maddest mirthful mood strange pangs would flash along Child harold's brow as if the memory of some deadly feud or disappointed passion lurked below But this none knew, nor haply cared to know, For his was not that open, artless soul, That feels relief by bidding sorrow flow, Nor sought he friend to counsel or condole, Whate'er this grief mote be, which he could not control. Nine, And none did love him, though to hall and bower He gathered revellers from far and near, He knew them flatterers of the festal hour, The heartless parasites of present cheer yea none did love him not his lemans dear but pomp and power alone are woman's care and where these are light eros finds a fear maidens like moths are ever caught by glare and mammon wins his way where seraphs might despair ten child harold had a mother not forgot though parting from that mother he did shun a sister whom he loved but saw her not before his weary pilgrimage begun if friends he had he bade adieu to none yet deem not thence his breast a breast of steel ye who have known what tis to dote upon a few dear objects will in sadness feel such partings break the heart they fondly hope to heal eleven his house his home his heritage his lands the laughing dames in whom he did delight whose large blue eyes fair locks and snowy hands might shake the saintship of an anchorite and long had fed his youthful appetite his goblets brimmed with every costly wine and all that mote to luxury invite without a sigh he left to cross the brine and traverse paynim shores and pass earth's central line twelve the sails were filled and fair the light winds blew as glad to waft him from his native home and fast the white rocks faded from his view and soon were lost in circumambient foam and then it may be of his wish to roam repented he but in his bosom slept the silent thought nor from his lips did come one word of wail whilst others sat and wept and to the reckless gales unmanly moaning kept thirteen but when the sun was sinking in the sea he seized his harp which he at times could string and strike albeit with untaught melody when deemed he no strange ear was listening and now his fingers o'er it he did fling and tuned his farewell in the dim twilight while flew the vessel on her snowy wing and fleeting shores receded from his sight thus to the elements he poured his last good night adieu adieu my native shore fades o'er the waters blue the night-winds sigh the breakers roar and shrieks the wild sea-mew yon sun that sets upon the sea we follow in his flight Farewell awhile to him and thee, My native land. Good night. A few short hours, and he will rise To give the morrow birth, And I shall hail the main and skies, But not my mother earth. Deserted is my own good hall, Its hearth is desolate. Wild weeds are gathering on the wall, My dog howls at the gate. Come hither, hither, my little page, Why dost thou weep and wail? or dost thou dread the billow's rage or tremble at the gale but dash the tear-drop from thine eye our ship is swift and strong our fleetest falcons scarce can fly more merrily along let winds be shrill let waves roll high i fear not wave nor wind yet marvel not sir child that i am sorrowful in mind for i have from my father gone a mother whom i love and have no friend save these alone but thee and one above my father blessed me fervently yet did not much complain but sorely will my mother sigh till i come back again enough enough my little lad such tears become thine eye if i thy guileless bosom had mine own would not be dry come hither hither my staunch yeoman why dost thou look so pale or dost thou dread a french foeman or shiver at the gale deem'st thou i tremble for my life sir child i'm not so weak but thinking on an absent wife will blanch a faithful cheek my spouse and boys dwell near thy hall along the bordering lake and when they on their father call what answer shall she make enough enough my yeoman good thy grief let none gainsay but i who am of lighter mood will laugh to flee away for who would trust the seeming sighs of wife or paramour fresh fears will dry the bright blue eyes we late saw streaming o'er For pleasures past I do not grieve, nor perils gathering near. My greatest grief is that I leave no thing that claims a tear. And now I'm in the world alone upon the wide, wide sea. But why should I for others groan, when none will sigh for me? Perchance my dog will whine in vain till fed by stranger hands. But long ere I come back again, he'd tear me where he stands. With thee, my bark, I'll swiftly go athwart the foaming brine. Nor care what land thou bearst me to, so not again to mine. Welcome, welcome ye dark blue waves, and when you fail my sight, welcome ye deserts and ye caves, my native land, good night fourteen. On, on the vessel flies, the land is gone, and winds are rude in Biscay's sleepless bay. Four days are sped, but with the fifth anon, new shores descried make every bosom gay, and Sintra's mountain greets them on their way. And Tagus, dashing onward to the deep, his fabled golden tribute bent to pay, And soon on board the Lusian pilots leap, And steer twixt fertile shores, where yet few rustics reap. 15. O Christ, it is a goodly sight to see What heaven hath done for this delicious land, What fruits of fragrance blush on every tree, What goodly prospects o'er the hills expand. But man would mar them with an impious hand, and when the almighty lifts his fiercest scourge gainst those who most transgress his high command with treble vengeance will his hot shafts urge gaul's locust host and earth from fellest foemen purge sixteen what beauties doth lisboa first unfold her image floating on that noble tide which poets vainly pave with sands of gold but now whereon a thousand keels did ride of mighty strength since Albion was allied, and to the Lusians did her aid afford a nation swollen with ignorance and pride, who lick, yet loathe, the hand that waves the sword, to save them from the wrath of Gaul's unsparing lord. 17. But whoso entereth within this town, that sheening far celestial seems to be, disconsolate will wander up and down, mid many things unsightly to strange ye. For hut and palace show like filthily the dingy denizens are reared in dirt no personage of high or mean degree doth care for cleanness of surtout or shirt though shent with egypt's plague unkempt unwashed unhurt eighteen poor paltry slaves yet born midst noblest scenes why nature waste thy wonders on such men lo cintra's glorious eden intervenes in variegated maze of mount and glen ah me what hand can pencil guide or pen to follow half on which the eye dilates, Through views more dazzling unto mortal ken than those whereof such things the bard relates, Who to the awe struck world unlocked Elysium's gates nineteen The horrid crags by toppling convent crowned, The cork trees hoar that clothe the shaggy steep, The mountain moss by scorching skies embrown would The sunken glen whose sunless shrubs must weep the tender azure of the unruffled deep the orange tints that gild the greenest bough the torrents that from cliff to valley leap the vine on high the willow branch below mixed in one mighty scene with varied beauty glow twenty then slowly climb the many winding way and frequent turn to linger as you go from loftier rocks new loveliness survey and rest ye at our lady's house of woe where frugal monks their little relics show and sundry legends to the stranger tell here impious men have punished been and lo deep in yon cave honorius long did dwell in hope to merit heaven by making earth a hell twenty one and here and there as up the crags you spring mark many rude carved crosses near the path yet deem not these devotions offering these are memorials frail of murderous wrath for whereso'er the shrieking victim hath poured forth his blood beneath the assassin's knife some hand erects a cross of mouldering lath and grove and glen with thousand such are rife throughout this purple land where law secures not life twenty two on sloping mounds or in the vale beneath are domes where whilom kings did make repair but now the wild flowers round them only breathe yet ruined splendour still is lingering there and yonder towers the prince's palace fair there thou too vathek england's wealthiest son once formed thy paradise as not aware when wanton wealth her mightiest deeds hath done meek peace voluptuous lures was ever wont to shun twenty three here didst thou dwell here schemes of pleasure plan beneath yon mountain's ever beauteous brow but now as if a thing unblessed by man thy fairy dwelling is as lone as thou here giant weeds a passage scarce allow to halls deserted portals gaping wide fresh lessons to the thinking bosom how vain are the pleasances on earth supplied swept into wrecks anon by time's ungentle tide twenty four behold the hall where chiefs were late convened o dome displeasing unto british eye with diadem height fullscap low a fiend a little fiend that scoffs incessantly there sits in parchment robe arrayed and by his side is hung a seal and sable scroll where blazoned glare names known to chivalry and sundry signatures adorn the roll whereat the urchin points and laughs with all his soul twenty five convention is the dwarfish demon styled that foiled the knights in marialva's dome of brains if brains they had he them beguiled and turned a nation's shallow joy to gloom here folly dashed to earth the victor's plume and policy regained what arms had lost for chiefs like ours in vain may laurels bloom woe to the conquering not the conquered host since baffled triumph droops on lusitania's coast twenty six and ever since that martial synod met britannia sickens cintra at thy name and folks in office at the mention fret and fain would blush if blush they could for shame how will posterity the deed proclaim will not our own and fellow-nations sneer to view these champions cheated of their fame by foes in fight o'erthrown? yet victors here where scorn her finger points through many a coming year twenty seven so deemed the child as o'er the mountains he did take his way in solitary guise sweet was the scene yet soon he thought to flee more restless than the swallow in the skies though here a while he learned to moralize for meditation fixed at times on him and conscious reason whispered to despise his early youth misspent in maddest whim but as he gazed on truth his aching eyes grew dim twenty eight to horse to horse he quits forever quits a scene of peace though soothing to his soul again he rouses from his moping fits but seeks not now the harlot and the bowl onward he flies nor fixed as yet the goal where he shall rest him on his pilgrimage and o'er him many changing scenes must roll ere toil his thirst for travel can assuage or he shall calm his breast or learn experience sage twenty nine yet mafra shall one moment claim delay where dwelt of yore the Lusian's luckless queen and church and court did mingle their array and mass and revel were alternate scene lordlings and freres ill-sorted fry i ween but here the babylonian whore had built a dome where flaunts she in such glorious sheen that men forget the blood which she hath spilt and bow the knee to pomp that loves to garnish guilt thirty or vales that teem with fruits romantic hills oh that such hills upheld a free-born race whereon to gaze the eye with joyance fills Child harold wends through many a pleasant place though sluggards deem it but a foolish chase and marvel men should quit their easy chair the toilsome way and long long league to trace oh there is sweetness in the mountain air and life that bloated ease can never hope to share thirty one more bleak to view the hills at length recede and less luxuriant smoother vales extend immense horizon bounded plains succeed far as the eye discerns without an end spain's realms appear whereon her shepherds tend flocks whose rich fleece right well the trader knows now must the pastor's arm his lambs defend for spain is compassed by unyielding foes and all must shield their all or share subjection's woes thirty two where lusitania and her sister meet deem ye what bounds the rival realms divide or e'er the jealous queens of nations greet doth teo interpose his mighty tide or dark sierras rise in craggy pride or fence of art like china's vasty wall nay barrier wall nay river deep and wide nay horrid crags nor mountains dark and tall rise like the rocks that part hispania's land from gaul thirty three but these between a silver streamlet glides and scarce a name distinguisheth the brook though rival kingdoms press its verdant sides here leans the idle shepherd on his crook and vacant on the rippling waves doth look that peaceful still twixt bitterest foemen flow for proud each peasant as the noblest duke well doth the spanish hind the difference know twixt him and lucian slave the lowest of the low thirty four but ere the mingling bounds have far been past dark Guadiana rolls his power along in sullen billows murmuring and vast so noted ancient roundelays among While upon his banks did legions throng of moor and night in mailed splendour here ceased the swift their race, here sunk the strong, The Paynim turban and the Christian crest, mixed on the bleeding stream, by floating hosts oppressed. thirty-five O lovely Spain, renowned romantic land, where is that standard which Pelagio bore? when carver's traitor sire first called the band that dyed thy mountain streams with gothic gore where are those bloody banners which of yore waved o'er thy sons victorious to the gale and drove at last the spoilers to their shore red gleamed the cross and waned the crescent pale while afric's echoes thrilled with moorish matron's wail thirty six teems not each ditty with the glorious tale ah such alas the hero's amplest fate when granite moulders and when records fail a peasant's plaint prolongs his dubious date pride bend thine eye from heaven to thine estate see how the mighty shrink into a song can volume pillar pile preserve thee great or must thou trust tradition's simple tongue when flattery sleeps with thee and history does thee wrong thirty seven awake ye sons of spain awake advance low chivalry your ancient goddess cries but wields not as of old her thirsty lance nor shakes her crimson plumage in the skies now on the smoke of blazing bolts she flies and speaks in thunder through yon engine's roar in every peal she calls awake arise say is her voice more feeble than of yore when her war song was heard on andalusia's shore 38 hark heard you not those hoofs of dreadful note sounds not the clang of conflict on the heath Saw ye not whom the reeking sabre smote? Nor saved your brethren ere they sank beneath Tyrants, and tyrants' slaves. The fires of death, the bale fires flash on high, From rock to rock. Each volley tells that thousands cease to breathe. Death rides upon the sulphury siroc. Red battle stamps his foot, And nations feel the shock. Thirty nine. Lo, where the giant on the mountain stands, his blood-red tresses deepening in the sun, with death-shot glowing in his fiery hands, and eye that scorcheth all it glares upon. Restless it rolls, now fixed, and now anon, flashing afar, and at his iron feet destruction cowers, to mark what deeds are done. For on this morn three potent nations meet, to shed before his shrine the blood he deems most sweet. 40 by heaven it is a splendid sight to see for one who hath no friend no brother there their rival scarfs of mixed embroidery their various arms that glitter in the air what gallant war-hounds rouse them from their lair and gnash their fangs loud yelling for the prey all join the chase but few the triumph share the grave shall bear the chiefest prize away and havoc scarce for joy can cumber their array forty one three hosts combine to offer sacrifice three tongues prefer strange orisons on high three gaudy standards flout the pale blue skies the shouts of france spain albion victory the foe the victim and the fond ally that fights for all but ever fights in vain are met as if at home they could not die to feed the crow on talavera's plain and fertilize the fields that each pretends to gain forty two there shall they rot ambitions honored fools Yes, on a deck's the turf that wraps their clay. Vain sophistry, in these behold the tools, the broken tools, that tyrants cast away, by myriads, when they dare to pave their way with human hearts, to what, a dream alone? Can despots compass aught that hails their sway, or call with truth one span of earth their own, save that wherein at last they crumble bone by bone? Forty-three o albuera glorious field of grief as o'er thy plain the pilgrim pricked his steed who could foresee thee in a space so brief a scene where mingling foes should boast and bleed peace to the perished may the warriors meed and tears of triumph their reward prolong till others fall where other chieftains lead thy name shall circle round the gaping throng and shine in worthless lays the theme of transient song Forty-four enough of battle's minions let them play their game of lives and barter breath for fame fame that will scarce reanimate their clay though thousands fall to deck some single name in sooth 'twas sad to thwart their noble aim who strike blest hirelings for their country's good and die that living might have proved her shame perished perchance in some domestic feud or in a narrower sphere wild rapine's path pursued Forty-five. Full swiftly Harold wends his lonely way, Where proud Sevilla triumphs unsubdued. Yet is she free, the spoiler's wished-for prey. Soon, soon shall conquest's fiery foot intrude, Blackening her lovely domes with traces rude. Inevitable hour, gainst fate to strive, Where desolation plants her famished brood, Is vain, or Ilion, Tyre, might yet survive, And virtue vanquish all, and murder cease to thrive. 46. But all unconscious of the coming doom, The feast, the song, the revel here abounds. Strange modes of merriment the hours consume, Nor bleed these patriots with their country's wounds, Nor hear war's clarion, but love's rebeck sounds. Here folly still his votaries enthrals, And young-eyed lewdness walks her midnight rounds. Girt with the silent crimes of capitals, Still to the last kind vice clings to the tottering walls. 47 not so the rustic with his trembling mate he lurks nor casts his heavy eye afar lest he should view his vineyard desolate blasted below the dun-hot breath of war no more beneath soft eve's consenting star fandango twirls his jocund castanet ah monarchs could ye taste the mirth ye mar not in the toils of glory would ye fret the hoarse dull drum would sleep and man be happy yet Forty-eight how carols now the lusty muleteer of love romance devotion is his lay as whilom he was wont the leagues to cheer his quick bells wildly jingling on the way no as he speeds he chants vive el rey and checks his song to execrate godoy the royal witold charles and curse the day when first spain's queen beheld the black-eyed boy and gore-faced treason sprung from her adulterate joy Forty-nine. On yon long level plain, at distance crowned with crags, whereon those Moorish turrets rest, wide scattered hoof marks dint the wounded ground, and scathed by fire, the greensward's darkened vest tells that the foe was Andalusia's guest. Here was the camp, the watch flame, and the host. Here the brave peasant stormed the dragon's nest. Still does he mark it with triumphant boast and points to yonder cliffs which oft were won and lost. Fifty and whomsoe'er along the path you meet bears in his cap the badge of crimson hue which tells you whom to shun and whom to greet woe to the man that walks in public view without of loyalty this token true sharp is the knife and sudden is the stroke and sorely would the gallic foeman rue if subtle poniards wrapped beneath the cloak could blunt the sabre's edge or clear the cannon's smoke fifty one at every turn, Morena's dusky height sustains aloft the battery's iron load, and far as mortal eye can compass sight, the mountain howitzer, the broken road, the bristling palisade, the oerflow flowed, the stationed bands, the never vacant watch, the magazine in rocky durance stowed, the holstered steed beneath the shed of thatch, the ball piled pyramid, the ever blazing match. Fifty-two, portend the deeds to come. But he whose nod Has tumbled feebler despots from their sway, A moment pauseth ere he lifts the rod, A little moment deigneth to delay. Soon will his legions sweep through these the way. The West must own the scourger of the world. Ah, Spain, how sad will be thy reckoning day, When soars Gaul's vulture with his wings unfurled, And thou shalt view thy sons in crowds to Hades hurled. 53 And must they fall? The young, the proud, the brave, To swell one bloated chief's unwholesome reign? No step between submission and a grave, The rise of rapine and the fall of Spain, And doth the power that man adores ordain their doom, Nor heed the suppliant's appeal? Is all that desperate valour acts in vain? And counsel sage, and patriotic zeal, The veteran's skill, youth's fire, and manhood's heart of steel? 54. Is it for this the Spanish maid, aroused, hangs on the willow her unstrung guitar? And all unsexed, the annless hath espoused, sung the loud song, and dared the deed of war? And she, whom once the semblance of a scar appalled, an owlet's larum chilled with dread, now views the column-scattering bayonet jar, the falchion flash, and o'er the yet warm dead stalks with Minerva's step where Mars might quake to dread. 55 ye who shall marvel when you hear her tale oh had you known her in her softer hour marked her black eye that mocks her coal-black veil heard her light lively tones in lady's bower seen her long locks that foil the painter's power her fairy form with more than female grace scarce would you deem that saragossa's tower beheld her smile in danger's gorgon face thin the closed ranks and lead in glory's fearful chase Fifty six her lover sinks she sheds no ill-timed tear her chief is slain she fills his fatal post her fellows flee she checks their base career the foe retires she heads the sallying host who can appease like her a lover's ghost who can avenge so well a leader's fall what maid retrieve when man's flushed hope is lost who hangs so fiercely on the flying gall foiled by a woman's hand before a battered wall Fifty seven. Yet are Spain's maids no race of Amazons, but formed for all the witching arts of love, though thus in arms they emulate her sons, and in the horrid phalanx dare to move. Tis but the tender fierceness of the dove, pecking the hand that hovers o'er her mate, in softness as in firmness far above remoter females famed for sickening prate. Her mind is nobler, sure; her charms perchance as great. Fifty eight. The seal love's dimpling finger hath impressed Denotes how soft that chin which bears his touch; Her lips, whose kisses pout to leave their nest, Bid man be valiant, ere he merit such. Her glance, how wildly beautiful! How much Hath Phoebus wooed in vain to spoil her cheek, Which glows yet smoother from his amorous clutch. Who round the north for paler dames would seek? How poor their forms appear! How languid, wan, and weak. Fifty nine match me ye climes which poets love to lord match me ye harems of the land where now i strike my strain far distant to applaud beauties that even a cynic must avow match me those houris whom ye scarce allow to taste the gale lest love should ride the wind with spain's dark glancing daughters deign to know there your wise prophet's paradise we find his black-eyed maids of heaven angelically kind Sixty o thou parnassus whom i now survey not in the frenzy of a dreamer's eye not in the fabled landscape of a lay but soaring snow-clad through thy native sky in the wild pomp of mountain majesty what marvel if i thus essay to sing the humblest of thy pilgrims passing by would gladly woo thine echoes with his string though from thy heights no more one muse will wave her wing sixty one oft have i dreamed of thee Whose glorious name, who knows not, knows not man's divinest lore. And now I view thee, tis, alas, with shame, That I in feeblest accents must adore. When I recount thy worshippers of yore, I tremble, and can only bend the knee. Nor raise my voice, nor vainly dare to soar, But gaze beneath thy cloudy canopy, In silent joy to think at last I look on thee. 62 happier in this than mightiest bards have been whose fate to distant homes confined their lot shall i unmoved behold the hallowed scene which others rave of though they know it not though here no more apollo haunts his grot and thou the muses seat art now their grave some gentle spirit still pervades the spot sighs in the gale keeps silence in the cave and glides with glassy foot o'er yon melodious wave Sixty-three of thee hereafter even amidst my strain i turned aside to pay my homage here forgot the land the sons the maids of spain her fate to every free-born bosom dear and hailed thee not perchance without a tear now to my theme but from thy holy haunt let me some remnant some memorial bear yield me one leaf of daphne's deathless plant nor let thy votary's hope be deemed an idle vaunt sixty four but ne'er didst thou, fair mount, when Greece was young, See round thy giant base a brighter choir, Nor e'er did Delphi, when her priestess sung The Pythian hymn with more than mortal fire, Behold a train more fitting to inspire The song of love than Andalusia's maids, Nursed in the glowing lap of soft desire. Ah, that to these were given such peaceful shades As Greece can still bestow, though glory fly her glades. Sixty five. Fair is proud Seville! Let her country boast Her strength, her wealth, her sight of ancient days; But Cadiz, rising on the distant coast, Calls forth a sweeter, though ignoble praise. Ah, vice! how soft are thy voluptuous ways! While boyish blood is mantling, who can scape The fascination of thy magic gaze? A cherub hydra round us dost thou gape, And mould to every taste thy dear, delusive shape. Sixty six when paphos fell by time accursed time the queen who conquers all must yield to thee the pleasures fled but sought as warm a clime and venus constant to her native sea to nought else constant hither deigned to flee and fixed her shrine within these walls of white though not to one dome circumscribeth she her worship but devoted to her right a thousand altars rise forever blazing bright Sixty seven. From morn till night, from night till startled morn, peeps blushing on the revel's laughing crew. The song is heard, the rosy garland worn. Devices quaint, and frolics ever new, tread on each other's kibes. A long adieu he bids to sober joy that here sojourns. Nought interrupts the riot, though in lieu of true devotion monkish incense burns, and love and prayer unite, or rule the hour by turns. 68. The Sabbath comes, a day of blessed rest. What hallows it upon this Christian shore? Lo, it is sacred to a solemn feast. Hark, heard you not the forest monarch's roar? Crashing the lance, he snuffs the spouting gore Of man and steed, o'erthrown beneath his horn. The thronged arena shakes with shouts for more. Yells the mad crowd o'er entrails freshly torn, Nor shrinks the female eye, nor e'en affects to mourn. Sixty nine the seventh day this the jubilee of man london right well thou know'st the day of prayer then thy spruce citizen washed artisan and smug apprentice gulp their weekly air thy coach of hackney whisky one-horse chair and humblest gig through sundry suburbs whirl to hampstead brentford harrow make repair till the tired jade the wheel forgets to hurl provoking envious gibe from each pedestrian churl 70 some o'er thy Thamis row the ribbon'd fair others along the safer turnpike fly some richmond hill ascend some scud to wear and many to the steep of highgate high ask ye boeotian shades the reason why tis to the worship of the solemn horn grasped in the holy hand of mystery in whose dread name both men and maids are sworn and consecrate the oath with draught and dance till morn seventy one all have their fooleries not alike are thine fair cadiz rising o'er the dark blue sea soon as the matin bell proclaimeth nine thy saint adorers count the rosary much is the virgin teased to shrive them free well do i ween the only virgin there from crimes as numerous as her beadsmen be then to the crowded circus forth they fare young old high low at once the same diversion share Seventy two. The lists are oped, the spacious area cleared, Thousands on thousands piled are seated round, Long ere the first loud trumpet's note is heard, No vacant space for lated white is found. Here dons, grandees, but chiefly dames abound, skilled in the ogle of a roguish eye, yet ever well inclined to heal the wound. None through their cold disdain are doomed to die, As moonstruck bards complain, By love's sad archery. seventy three. Hushed is the din of tongues, on gallant steeds, with milk white crest, gold spur, and light poised lance, four cavaliers prepare for venturous deeds, And lowly bending to the lists advance. Rich are their scarves, their chargers featly prance. If in the dangerous game they shine today, the crowd's loud shout, and ladies lovely glance, best prize of better acts they bear away, And all that kings or chiefs eer gain their toils repay. seventy-four in costly sheen and gaudy cloak arrayed but all afoot the light-limbed matador stands in the centre eager to invade the lord of lowing herds but not before the ground with cautious tread is traversed o'er lest aught unseen should lurk to thwart his speed his arms a dart he fights aloof nor more can man achieve without the friendly steed alas too oft condemned for him to bear and bleed seventy five thrice sounds the clarion lo the signal falls the den expands and expectation mute gapes round the silent circle's peopled walls bounds with one lashing spring the mighty brute and wildly staring spurns with sounding foot the sand nor blindly rushes on his foe here there he points his threatening front to suit his first attack wide waving to and fro his angry tail red rolls his eye's dilated glow Seventy six sudden he stops his eye is fixed away away thou heedless boy prepare the spear now is thy time to perish or display the skill that yet may check his mad career with well-timed croup the nimble coursers veer on foams the bull but not unscathed he goes streams from his flank the crimson torrent clear he flies he wheels distracted with his throes, dart follows dart lance lance loud bellowings speak his woes seventy seven again he comes nor dart nor lance avail nor the wild plunging of the tortured horse though man and man's avenging arms assail vain are his weapons vainer is his force one gallant steed is stretched a mangled course another hideous sight unseemed appears his gory chest unveils life's panting source though death-struck still his feeble frame he rears staggering but stemming all his lord unharmed he bears seventy eight foiled bleeding breathless furious to the last full in the centre stands the bull at bay mid wounds and clinging darts and lances brast and foes disabled in the brutal fray and now the matadors around him play shake the red cloak and poise the ready brand once more through all he bursts his thundering way vain rage the mantle quits the cunning hand wraps his fierce eye tis past he sinks upon the sand seventy nine where his vast neck just mingles with the spine sheathed in his form the deadly weapon lies he stops he starts disdaining to decline slowly he falls amidst triumphant cries without a groan without a struggle dies the decorated car appears on high the course is piled sweet sight for vulgar eyes four steeds that spurn the rein, as swift as shy hurl the dark bull along scarce seen in dashing by eighty such the ungentle sport that oft invites the spanish maid and cheers the spanish swain nurtured in blood betimes his heart delights in vengeance gloating on another's pain what private feuds the troubled village stain though now one phalanxed host should meet the foe enough alas in humble homes remain to meditate gainst friends the secret blow for some slight cause of wrath whence life's warm stream must flow eighty one but jealousy has fled his bars his bolts his withered sentinel duenna sage and all whereat the generous soul revolts which the stern dotard deemed he could encage have passed to darkness with the vanished age who late so free as spanish girls were seen ere war uprose in his volcanic rage with braided tresses bounding o'er the green while on the gay dance shone night's lover loving queen Eighty two oh many a time and oft had harold loved or dreamed he loved since rapture is a dream but now his wayward bosom was unmoved for not yet had he drunk of letha's stream and lately had he learned with truth to deem love has no gift so grateful as his wings how fair how young how soft soe'er he seem full from the fount of joy's delicious springs some bitter o'er the flowers its bubbling venom flings Eighty three yet to the beauteous form he was not blind though now it moved him as it moves the wise not that philosophy on such a mind e'er deigned to bend her chastely awful eyes but passion raves itself to rest or flies and vice that digs her own voluptuous tomb had buried long his hopes no more to rise pleasure's palled victim life a boring gloom wrote on his faded brow cursed cain's unresting doom Eighty four still he beheld nor mingled with the throng but viewed them not with misanthropic hate fain would he now have joined the dance the song but who may smile that sinks beneath his fate nought that he saw his sadness could abate yet once he struggled gainst the demon's sway and as in beauty's bower he pensive sat poured forth this unpremeditated lay to charms as fair as those that soothed his happier day To Inez nay smile not at my sullen brow alas i cannot smile again yet heaven avert that ever thou shouldst weep and haply weep in vain and dost thou ask what secret woe i bear corroding joy and youth and wilt thou vainly seek to know a pang even thou must fail to soothe it is not love it is not hate nor low ambition's honours lost that bids me loathe my present state and fly from all i prized the most It is that weariness which springs from all I meet, or hear, or see. To me no pleasure beauty brings, thine eyes have scarce a charm for me. It is that settled ceaseless gloom the fabled Hebrew wanderer bore, that will not look beyond the tomb but cannot hope for rest before. What exile from himself can flee, to zones though more and more remote, still, still pursues, where'er I be, the blight of life, the demon thought yet others wrapt in pleasure seem and taste of all that i forsake or may they still of transport dream and ne'er at least like me awake through many a clime mine to go with many a retrospection cursed and all my solace is to know whate'er betides i've known the worst what is that worst nay do not ask in pity from the search forbear smile on nor venture to unmask man's heart and view the hell that's there 85. Adieu, fair Cadiz, yea, a long adieu, Who may forget how well thy walls have stood. When all were changing, thou alone wert true, First to be free, and last to be subdued. And if amidst a scene, a shock so rude, Some native blood was seen thy streets to die, A traitor only fell beneath the feud. Here all were noble, save nobility. None hugged a conqueror's chain, save fallen chivalry. 86. Such be the sons of Spain, and strange her fate! They fight for freedom, who were never free. A kingless people for a nerveless state. Her vassals combat when their chieftains flee. True to the veriest slaves of treachery. Fond of a land which gave them nought but life. Pride points the path that leads to liberty. Back to the struggle, baffled in the strife. War, war is still the cry. War even to the knife. Eighty seven ye who would more of spain and spaniards know go read whate'er is writ of bloodiest strife whate'er keen vengeance urged on foreign foe can act is acting there against man's life from flashing scimitar to secret knife war mouldeth there each weapon to his need so may he guard the sister and the wife so may he make each cursed oppressor bleed so may such foes deserve the most remorseless deed Eighty-eight flows there a tear of pity for the dead look o'er the ravage of the reeking plain look on the hands with female slaughter red then to the dogs resign the unburied slain then to the vulture let each course remain albeit unworthy of the prey-birds more let their bleached bones and blood's unbleaching stain long mark the battlefield with hideous oar. thus only may our sons conceive the scenes we saw Eighty nine nor yet alas the dreadful work is done fresh legions pour adown the pyrenees it deepens still the work is scarce begun nor mortal eye the distant end foresees fallen nations gaze on spain if freed she frees more than her fell pizarro's once enchained strange retribution now columbia's ease repairs the wrongs that quito's sons sustained while o'er the parent clime prowls murder unrestrained Ninety not all the blood at talavera shed not all the marvels of barossa's fight not albuera lavish of the dead have won for spain her well-asserted right when shall her olive-branch be free from blight when shall she breathe her from the blushing toil how many a doubtful day shall sink in night ere the frank robber turn him from his spoil and freedom's stranger tree grow native of the soil Ninety-one and thou my friend since unavailing woe bursts from my heart and mingles with the strain had the sword laid thee with the mighty low pride might forbid in friendship to complain but thus unlaurelled to descend in vain by all forgotten save the lonely breast and mix unbleeding with the boasted slain while glory crowns so many a meaner crest what hadst thou done to sink so peacefully to rest Ninety-two. O oh, known the earliest and esteemed the most, dear to a heart where nought was left so dear, though to my hopeless days forever lost, in dreams deny me not to see thee here. And mourn in secret shall renew the tear of consciousness awaking to her woes, and fancy hover o'er thy bloodless bier, till my frail frame return to whence it rose, and mourned and mourner lie united in repose. Ninety-three here is one fit of harold's pilgrimage ye who of him may further seek to know shall find some tidings in a future page if he that rhymeth now may scribble mo is this too much stern critic say not so patience and ye shall hear what he beheld in other lands where he was doomed to go lands that contain the monuments of eld ere greece and grecian arts by barbarous hands were quelled end of canto the first